0: Okay, folks, today is uh, the debut of High Noon, an experimental trial run from your friend uh, and participant at Revolution Radio, Chicago Brew. And today, for the first guest of this show, is someone that I respect very much so. She is an intelligence level that is just a witty character. She has insights and so many good things. For two and a half years, I've been listening to her, you know, It's hard to find her flaws, even though she hasn't, just like the rest of us. You know, there's things that, you know, no one's ever going to agree 100%. But nonetheless, this woman shares optimism. She shares insight. She has research. You know, who knows how, you know, where she finds the time to do her research, but she does. And she wants to be authentic and she wants to give it clear. And she doesn't want to BS anybody out there. So please welcome today, Tori, does the Tori Says show at Red State Talk Radio? Monday through Friday, 12 to 2 p.m. Also has a YouTube channel, Tori Says Show. And you can find her on all the, the the regular media streaming platforms, Talk Stream Live, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Tori, welcome to the show. How are you today?
1: Yeah, hey, well, thank you for having me. Uh, I am really excited to be on here with you so we can talk about what's happening, talk about what's going to happen, and. Kind of just see we are in control, even though it doesn't seem like that. Um, it's, because everything in life is uh, an illusion lately. Thank you so much for that amazing introduction. I appreciate it.
0: Well, when you speak of this illusion, you know, maybe somewhere great to start is what you've been talking about lately or for a long time, but you keep reiterating on it, the reality hackers. You want to tell us about them, how it works, and what their goal is?
1: Well, uh, okay, so that is what, um, well, the technical term now, uh, post-2005, is uh, IIA, which is Interactive Internet Activities. And so um, that's basically uh, guiding everyone into the pen. It's like advertising. I want you to think of advertising. And you're spoon-fed, spoon-fed up until the point that, um, you know, You've been spoon-fed a lot, and you're kind of done with the spoon-feeding, so you're just accepting everything. That's where it goes. So reality hacking is shifting your reality. Your reality is your perception. Every single individual has one. You have your own reality. I have my own. Everybody has their own, right? And so, um, you know, there's people out there that hijack your reality to shape it into how they want you to see things, how you're supposed to see things you know, this political correctness, that was one very successful reality hack. And, um, you know, as, as a society, we all share commonalities in the reality, hence the predicament that we're in now, because the majority of the people were just way too busy trying to pay bills, live, and uh, just accepted spoon-feeding, because uh, journalists are pretty much uh, the... Mouthpieces and the megaphones for reality hackers to make you see things. That may not even be there.
0: And there you said it, the megaphones, the mouthpieces, who's, who's yelling the loudest is who's going to be heard and who's going to be changing that reality, especially with as many platforms and media outlets as they have, you know, down to five or six uh, corporations or even just individual persons that own uh, mass amounts of the media operations, uh, newspapers, online blogs, uh, radio shows, so on and so forth. This is really, you know, they've really done a fine job, haven't they?
1: Well, they have. And, you know, it's, it, it kind of, it's something that we all don't want to see, but we see happen. And I don't agree with reality hacking, even if it's for something good. It's never for something good. Hacking someone's reality or forcing them to see things your way, those Jedi mind tricks that, you know, voodoo you do, um, is never a good thing. You know, now we're using it for things like, uh, you know pushing milk off the shelves we're using a tool that was invented these psyops these uh and now a more elaborate computer program to alter uh, the perception that people have we're using them to sell milk okay to make it fly off the shelf i mean how is that okay now a lot of people will say you know The QAnon movement is a reality hack. Actually, the QAnon movement is one of many movements to hack the reality hackers, not the people. If people actually paid attention to the board, they'd see that it's not even meant for just the people. It's kind of an insight of backdoor comms. It's like someone looking into my chats with my friends.
0: Well, Q is quite controversial. I kind of like want to put that on a side burner for now because, well, just because. But when you talk about these programs, we have to talk about General McChrystal and the tools that were developed for by the United States to use in other countries that are now being used against us. Would you tell us more about that, please?
1: Oh well, uh, actually, yesterday, and I spent the Fourth of July weekend with uh, Patrick Bergy, who actually invented. The algorithms and the software and the processes to actually implement psyops on a computer level, right? Using the internet, using technology, using artificial intelligence in order to hijack people's reality and uh, basically po- put them in the pen that they want them to put them in. Uh, we use that in Iraq. Uh, we used it during the 2008 elections. That's how Barack Hussein Obama got elected. And we use it in Afghanistan. We use it everywhere. McChrystal really loved dumping a lot of money into it. He thought it could be full control, uh, you know, but now it's General Jones and General Hayden that are using it, and it's, it does predictive analytics. It tells you what you need to do. It localizes for each area. It learns as it's being implemented.
0: It's a weapon. I want to put generals. What's that? Go
1: ahead. It, it's a weapon.
0: Absolutely a weapon that was again, what you just noted designed to use on an Iraq in the Middle East and so on and so forth, so that and it was designed something that you say am I wrong when I say this that you helped work on helped to create am, am, I, am I wrong there?
1: well you know these um these were trial and error. Um, actions and before we had the internet, before people were plugged into cell phones, before people were plugged into computers and emails and online blogs, there were just people. And so we found how to fine tune strategies uh, to use the tools that we had uh, that at that time. So, for example, if all I had was newspapers and magazines, I would make sure that the right articles were uh, published, uh, the right pictures were used, and they were put in front of the faces of the people uh, in order to ensure that those governments, those people decided to decide the way we wanted them to. As technology evolved and we allowed people to plug into technology, because the technology we have today is at least 50 years behind what we have, um, we implemented tools in order to guide people, uh, again, to do and say uh, what we want them to do and say. And uh, this was actually fine-tuned during the 2008 elections, because McCain ran because it was his turn. And, uh, they implemented different types of IIA applications to see who would win. And obviously, Barack Hussein Obama won, not only because he had the perfect, you know, combination of internet and, uh, media. But, you know, obviously, John Brennan had done a lot of lead work for him uh, in the years before that. I mean, Barack Hussein Obama wasn't destined for 2008. He was destined for 2016. But um, there were a lot of issues with Uranium One, a lot of issues with being, um, you know, that Bill Clinton carried over for Hillary. So they had to swap places and see, that's where good wins.
0: When well, you say they had to swap places. That was not by Hillary's choice, for sure. She pretty much got uh, shafted, didn't she?
1: Yeah, she was. She was very upset. That's why it was her turn this time. You know, don't take my crown away. It's like one of those Bridezilla shows. You know, uh, that's exactly what you saw because she had taken it to another level. Uh, you know, so well entrenched in um, in the circles of these people that actually run. Uh, the global shadow government, shadow economy, because, you know, we talk about that a lot. You know, we talk about shadow government and, uh, you know, people are thinking people hiding in the shadows, you know, oh, they're in like basements or tunnels underground. They're totally above ground. They're right in your face and they are shameless and you don't even know who they are, and that's what makes it amazing. I mean, Nigel Farage had called them out within the EU Parliament, if you remember, where he said, who are these people making the laws? Why am I here voting if there's someone that I've never seen, never voted for, behind a door with no name, making the decisions for us? That's the shadow government. The people you don't know, it's not Soros. Soros is a foot soldier. Higher level foot soldier. So... The real people Batman. that run the place, yeah, not a lot of people know. And if you do, you've got some nice targets on your back.
0: Well, I've said before, and a lot of people have said it also, others, that, you know, if they didn't do the switcheroo with Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama, then we would have suffered through Hillary, but then maybe Obama would never have been elected or. Actually, he would have, but maybe it would have been so in place, all the elections would have been so rigged, even more solidified, that we would never have seen a Trump. It was because of their switcheroo, putting Obama in there first, is how it opened the door for us to even be able to have a Trump. What do you think?
1: Well, yeah, exactly. Because Hillary Clinton did not make it in 2008, because of everything that was going on, because of Uranium One, because of all these things that were just manifesting, uh, you know, it, they swap positions. Barack Hussein Obama was up for you know 2016. He was supposed to be where Trump is now, and Hillary was supposed to be where Obama was for the past eight years. That was the plan, you know. Reality hackers. Well, we did some magic that, and made sure we can swap
0: it. And that plan would have been successful. They would have had Hillary. They would have easily. They would have slipped uh, Barack Obama in with like you know like he was on. Uh, uh, You know, a bunch of oil, he would have slid right in. But again, having Barack Obama there first, the eight years, all that that we've seen and put up with and so on, that, you know, America turned and and were able to to come and and get Trump, uh, what we deem as the accidental president. Is Trump accidental, as I say that? You know, because that is a term that is coined with him.
1: Uh, No, he's not. Because, uh, you know, the government has been surveilling uh, President Trump since 2004. They already knew. That a bunch of people, but they didn't know who these bunch of people were, uh, were not, I wouldn't say grooming him, but guiding him uh, to run for president. They were sure that he was going to run in 2012, very sure. And they wanted him to run in 2012 so they can fine-tune their program, fine-tune their strategies. But he didn't. He took a step back and he sat on it. And that's where we, we knew at that point that it was going to be 2016 because that was the end of the first eight year leg. It was a 16 year rollout, right? Eight and eight. Uh, The, all the work that they had done prior to 2008 uh, was the foundations, the things that Hillary did through her husband, Bill, because we know he was never president. Right. And the things Bush Jr. did through, you know, being ushered by, you know, this fourth unelected branch of government, through the work that Bush Sr. did with uh, William Barr as his right-hand man. Uh, Three years, three-term president, that's what Bush Sr. was. I know a lot of people love Reagan. I do, too. And God rest his soul, but, you know, he was only a president for three months. After that, he was a salty, said what he wanted to say, but did nothing president, right? Because he was more, well, what if I leave breadcrumbs for the right people to find and, you know, kind of do that. So that was the strategy with Reagan. He was a really good president. He really did want to make America amazing. He did want to get rid of the swamp, but he just didn't know just how massive they were. He found out when he saw what happened, you know, with JFK. And at that point, you got to shift your strategy. You have to be adaptable. When you're in a war, and this has been a war for from the minute... They signed the Declaration of Independence, where it wasn't even dry, right? Not dry yet. They were already planning how to, you know, take us over. That was that was the plan, how to take us over, these rebels, these rubbish rebels.
0: <laughs> right. So you said they've been surveilling Trump since 2004. In fact, Jerome Corsi, a few years ago, back in 2017, actually uncovered that they were Not just surveilling the whole Trump family, that his businesses and so on, but so many other people. It's something that Jerome Corsi, while he was still under the guise of uh, Infowars at the time, that he reported on, which was a a real good story. And it just proved that, you know, nothing was new. It was, you know, really old, old stuff. But I want to bring this up, and I'm not trying, I'm not pointing any fingers here, but I want to get your thought on it. You know, a lot of people still think at this day, because Trump did, you know, he was the Donald. You know, he was in their circles, he was a part of it. People still think that in some manner shape or form that they're eventually, no matter, you know, as much as we've seen them, all the arrows and slings and everything they've tried on Trump. And and of course, if they're doing it on Trump, they're actually doing it at us, that there's still something they can find on us, something they can pull out and it'll end his presidency. It'll just make everybody turn on a dime. And and obviously we got the proof. See, we finally got the proof. And the most recent thing is the alleged, and I say alleged, arrest of Ghislaine Maxwell. People think once she starts dropping names, if she drops names, so on and so forth, that you know, Trump and uh, his daughter and other uh, whatever with Epstein and so on will come out, and that's going to be the end of it. Do you have any thoughts on this? Uh, you can, you can okay, hit on it. Okay, so, so let
1: me put it this way. Uh, just like I said about you know, that supposed whistleblower, Right. Just because he was sitting with Biden and all the clowns doesn't mean that he did something. He was a loser anyway, a, a limp loser. But for me, for example, there may be, and I highly doubt it, but there may be pictures out there with me with a lot of these people. I've been in the same room with a lot of them. Uh, you know, I i had taken, and I think I may still have, i I don't, you know, I'm going to. Shut my mouth on that one. But there's pictures of me taking selfies with flip phones with really high-level people that you have seen testify. Does that mean that I'm them? Does that mean anything? No. It means that when I decided to support my country, I decided to support my I took my oath, and I hold that till today. Right? And I thought, all right, I'm doing what I find Correct. I'm doing what I see. Correct. I was always the rebel, though. I was always the one saying, well, well, why is this happening? And sometimes I would take it face value, whatever the intelligence community would tell us was fact. Until I started waking up. Remember, I was shaped from a very young age. So does that mean that someone's going to find something like, oh, yeah, you know, when you were in this X, Y, Z country, this? No, because I stayed on my values. Trump, the same thing. President Trump was the guy that would be at all the cl- clubs at Studio 54 sipping water from a straw. He would remember everything, and he would remember everything they forgot. That's the way it is. So this guy has been in their trenches. He knows who, what, when, where. Smile, donated, got it, perfect. That's exactly the person you want out. It's kind of like... Um, how is saying in, uh, you know, the Orthodox Christian religion? I um, th- adore the story of Saint Cyprianus, who was a devil worshiper, uh, according to, you know, um, You know, his story from like, I think it was like the 1400s. He would summon demons. He was evil. He would sacrifice. He would do all these things. And then one day, it just went click. And he became one of the most humblest servants of God. And this is why I believe in redemption or people that have been in the trenches coming out. Those are the heroes. It's always the prostitute, it's always the the banker, the taxpayer, the tax collector, the thief that you know, the people that everyone dismisses are the ones that can bring it home. And I'm not saying that President Trump, you know, being a a billionaire and having properties all over the world, wasn't an opportunist, uh, you know, didn't, you know, kind of quid pro for his hotel. I'm pretty sure that has happened. But where does it not happen in business? I mean, if you have a little bagel shop on the corner, you're going to, hey, I sell bagels, you sell cream cheese. Yo, maybe we could get a deal together where I promote your cream cheese, you promote my bagels, right? It's no big deal. The bottom line is whatever he has done... Whatever he's experienced is what is making him today the best man we want up there. And we, like the, the, the soldiers, Iwo Jima should be pushing him up as hard as possible because he knows how these guys tango and dance. And that is the only way that we can move over. He doesn't even care. Come on. You've seen him, right? Uh, like, they just sling mud at him. And, you know, I'm pretty sure at night he gets really upset and says, it can't be that these people are that blind. I'm pretty sure.
0: Well, as you mentioned, soldiers, we think of the generals. The generals that were just leaving his administration, previous generals, previous, you know, in any administration, all coming out against President Trump. Uh, Whether the word is relevant or not, we know a lot of them are dirty and so on and so forth. And I think it's been mentioned even by you that, you know, these people are coming out because they're desperate. They're desperate because they can't lose because the dirt will come out on them. Uh, and, And again, this a lot, some people, some, We'll say some. Some people think, uh, you know, if these generals are coming out against Trump, there must be something wrong. What, what is your take on a gentleman? Something, Why are,
1: something wrong about, are wait, they wait, wait a minute.
0: What are they doing? Wait a minute.
1: What do you mean? Something wrong about President Trump that they're coming out or something wrong with them?
0: Well, you have Mattis. You uh-huh. have Crystal. You mm-hmm. have, you know, uh, I, I Hayden, run out of names. there. Because Hayden, I really don't Jones. I can,
1: I can name tons of them. Let me tell you something about generals because I work with them. And a lot of them have scoffed at me. You know, who's this short, you know, civilian and I'm not, right? They've scoffed at me when I told them that their strategy was BS. They've uh, told me that, oh, that's not going to work. And it's like, dude, you either listen or you don't. And you have no choice. Uh, This is the way it works with contractors. They scoff. Here's the problem with generals. They have an empty pocketbook, okay, when they are working. Some of them, like General Flynn, stay hard to the core to complete the mission, and they will move accordingly, right, to do what they have to do, to utilize it in a thrifty way because they know it's coming out of our pockets. The others, though, there could be money left over, and they'll just make you burn it in some way so they can ask for the same money. I'll tell you why. So once these generals are out, what, what do they do? You would expect them to go down a Boca or something or, you know, sipping Mai Tais on some island. No, they don't. Instead, they set up shop. This is what it is about. It's about power. So when a general, usually the generals, they come out, you'll see all of them have their own companies built. Yes or no? Do you yes. not see it? All right. So what do they do? Easiest example is linguistics. It's the most simplest one for anyone to understand. Say I was a general and I retired, right? I'd be like, all right, I'm opening up a company, Tory LLC, done. And then I go down to the CIA, I go to the State Department, I go to all the alphabet agencies, and I say, all right, um, I'm going to be giving you all the Russian interpreters you need, uh, you know, the transcribers, the translators. You pay me $100 an hour. And they're like, deal, you get it. And you supposedly sit there and you're competing, but there's no real competition, right? And so then you get that contract. I get it. And then I come to you and you've got the same kind of company and you're maybe a retired staff sergeant. And I'm like, "Hey, veteran-owned business, great! I get to write off stuff on my taxes even more. Hey, what are you doing? Well, uh, what I'll do is I'll give you uh, Russian interpreter's Tory for 60 bucks. I'm like, "Great. So out of the 100, I give you 60, and then you pay the interpreter 20. In the end, it's what? Stealing money again from the federal taxpayer. Do you see what I'm saying? It's like a pyramid scheme. Anywhere you see, we we have contractors. They're all there to, one, siphon our money and get rich, and two, share that information. Kind of like, I I don't know, did you hear my interview with Matt Whitaker?
0: Uh, I did uh, about a month or so ago. About, okay, yeah, it was four. about
1: a month ago. So, yeah, did you did you hear the part where I asked him, you know, hey, weren't you in charge of, like, contracts, being acting attorney general? You remember that? Uh,
0: vaguely, but go ahead.
1: Okay, so I said, hey, um... You know, when you became acting attorney general, you were in charge of like all these contractors, these big contractors that you could go see. We've paid them hundreds of millions of dollars. And one of them was a big fat contract we gave to a company called CGI, right? Guess where CGI is based out of? Oh, wait, it's a Canadian intelligence company, private Canadian intelligence company. Tell me why they were contracted for facilities management for Mueller. Uh, sounds like a lot of paper shredding or sharing information. You get what I'm saying? This is uh-huh. the way former generals work. They use that clout. That's why everybody kept their clearances when they were gone. They would sell their clearance because that was their clout. They would go there and say, well, I'm general so-and-so, and I'm you know, I'm the best, and I did this. You hire me. It's all about having that clout and that power so that way you can set up your next kid. I mean, that's what people need to look at. Yes, the intelligence community wants to um, uh, get, you know, keep it in the family, right? But there's others that groom their kids to get them in the family. Does that make sense? To keep it going. Yes. So this is where they set up these you know, companies.
0: You know, even though they get this opportunity, to get to set up these companies and then they get to create something after their government service and so on, why is it that they're geared towards what we would? Look at it as the evil side, the bad side, the communist side, the and authoritarian, the dictator. Why are they going that way? Is it just they're the highest bidder? What, uh, what's going on no, here? Don't it's, they have it's power. loyalty to a, to a free country, liberty, and life, you know?
1: It's power. The country
0: in the world? Go it's, ahead. it's power. Simple. It's just power.
1: You have power. If you're on their team and you're helping them succeed, you're, you've got cover for you and your family. So when they eliminate the middle class, the upper middle class, the lower middle class, and there's poor and them, they're on the them side. It's about power. Who controls what? Who does what? It's all about power. It's it's never been about morals. It's about power. I mean, why would anyone want to live in a communist nation anyway? Because you have no power, so guess what? You're giving it to someone else. Your health in their hands. Your education in their hands. Your ability to feed yourself in their hands. Your ability to clothe and house yourself in their hands. Why would anyone who's a free person want to do that? The only person that would side with that is who? The person that knows that they'd be covered and have power, right? It's pretty simple. It's just power. That is it.
0: Simple complicated because you know a lot of us just don't think that way we can't you know there's a certain level we go to we we feel that it's we're disgusted by it and whatnot but there's a certain level that we stop at that we just can't think as evil and nefarious as these other people do
1: yeah and that's the thing they bank on that they bank on the fact that we can't see i'll tell you what something like really close and personal i've seen evil I've walked with evil. I've interrogated evil. I've met with evil. But when evil was in my own midst, right, next to me, standing next to me, I couldn't see it because I couldn't fathom that someone with a title of this relative, right, or this person would ever be able to be around me and be that evil. Does that make sense? It's like, you know, living with the devil and not knowing it. You can do that because you can't fathom that you know, you would ever be near a devil. So it, it, they bank on that, that uh, inability for us to see that, because we as human beings are kind and good. We do not see bad in everyone. And so it's difficult for us to fathom them, And they're using that. This is why they're bombarding us with constantly, look at this, look at this. Whereas they're not saying, oh, Comey, higher loyalty. Where's your higher loyalty, dude? In 2013, you left the board of HSBC that was smuggling cartel money and the Clinton Foundation money in. You were sitting on that board of HSBC. How the heck did you become FBI director? That should have been an automatic disqualified. Yet he walked right in. No one talks about that. No one talks about that. No one talks about Benghazi. No one talks about Uranium One. No one talks about missing children, missing people, all these dead, all these wars, all these lies. Nobody talks about it. They're focusing on whoever's talking about it, not the content. Oh, look, he's talking about it. Let me tell you about this person. You see what I'm saying? That's where you know the person is doing all right. You don't get flack if you're not way over the target and... You know, President Trump is way, he's like sitting on the target, and the target's you.
0: Very good. Uh, call me the commie. Uh, you know, the, the higher loyalty, this goes back to what Diana West wrote in her book, The Red Thread, that basically the higher loyalty is the communism. Am I wrong?
1: Higher loyalty. So, um, you know, for me, I interpreted it as uh, his, uh, his uh, kind of spiel on, you know, his loyalty to them. You know, the crown has always been in control. It's never lost control. They've reshaped, killed religions, created religions, everything. You know, so if you're ever looking to find out the names of the thirteen, you could start there. It's them that he was referring to. That's his higher loyalty.
0: All right, let me give our station identification here, real quick. You folks are at uh, Revolution Radio, Revolution Radio, FreedomSlips.com. One hundred percent listeners supported. Uh, today we're with Tori from the Tori Says Show. She airs Monday through Friday, 12 to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at Red State Talk Radio. You can find her at any of the regular media channels, uh, Talk Stream Live, etc. And also you can see her YouTube channel, who she just started recently uh, streaming, uh, at uh, Tory Says Show at YouTube. Go ahead, Tori. Thank okay, you for being here, no, by the way. No,
1: of course. Appreciate Are you kidding? It. We should we, we email exchange all the time. I read every single email you send me. And since my oh. email is so public, you can imagine how much email I get. But I do plow through it. I find the time, you know, sometimes I'm like a day or two behind on my emails, but I do read all of them. Uh, you know, ah. the delete button goes to like, you know, Wayfair and other stuff.
0: <laughs> well, I've slowed down on my emailing and sharing stuff because I'm just so inundated many are we're all just so flush with every new story that's coming out of the, uh, out every day and the different turns and twists and lies and you know the comments from whoever it may be whether it be biden or aoc or you name it but you know ever since trump came down there, that-
1: oops what happened i think i was disconnected you guys i'll just hold on till they skype me back in or was he removed that's pretty interesting but, okay, so he's been emailing me for a very long time, uh, does shows uh, all the time, and um, that could be that I'm on a front-facing computer and we were disconnected. So um, he does it all the time, uh, you know, sends me a lot of information. I read all his stuff, and I-, I love getting on other people's shows, you guys. Uh, you know, it's it's important that we all share, that we all share information uh, that they lost their studio <laughs> this always happens to me right there you go hey i was just saying to, to Hello. hey where i'm streaming as well i told everyone hey, it always happens to me right they always cut feeds interrupt you know whatever it's the way it always goes
0: uh, it's technology what are you going to do i mean I actually to that was that was probably on my end i had a power rubbish. you did yeah, he's in. Uh, this is a producer. Yeah, yeah, I get All right, periodically.
1: Well, okay. So you know, I, 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 I was just saying, like, uh, you know, you're you're upset. All these news stories. Come on, are they really new, you guys? Are they really new?
0: Well, I, what I was getting at was yeah. the hyper news cycle. We call it that. We coined it the hyper news cycle. That ever since you came down that. That escalator because once upon a time and it seems almost like 10 years ago a, a new story might drag out for a week two weeks three weeks today you get a hyper news cycle it's four or five new stories every single day it just keeps your head spinning i call it i call it the tennis ball effect you're they throw out the tennis balls one at a time until you you know as if you're a dog and then which one do you chase the next thing you know you don't even know what to chase because they just throw all, a whole pail of tennis balls out at you so you got to focus that's that's the difficulty
1: well, well give me an example give me an example
0: uh, I don't, well what kind of example do you mean I mean I'm just saying that uh, what's going on today we' got the stories about uh, Trump meeting with the uh, Board of Education or the school uh, uh, educators yesterday and talking about reopening the schools we got Joe Biden uh, making silly comments we got you know I don't even know them all I'm sure there's six or seven different things we can point out right you know, what do you on what's the truth what do you what do you care about where do you focus where do we focus Sorry, we got 120 120 something days to the election yeah but you just
1: you just answered your own question see why are we suddenly getting all this news trump's doing this trump's doing that we got this deal we got that because he's doing stuff and he's transparent and telling us stuff so What we see is President Trump is doing all these things, and they don't want to report it. We're reporting it because we're the news now, right? And they don't want to report it. Instead, they're counter-reporting just how bad it is that he's doing it. So this is why we're finally, after, what, four decades, we're getting actual news. Because stuff happens every day. Stuff that happened to me today didn't happen to me yesterday. So that's news for me, you know. Uh, We discover things every day. We see things every day. We meet new people, see new faces every day. Things are moving along, right? So you're right. They used to take one topic and it would be like milked until it was so dry, right? That they were like, let's just make something up at this point. So now we are getting the news. That's the difference. The minute he hit that escalator and he came down, that was it. No more. Yes, they're still spoon-feeding all of us. Yes, they're still spinning things. But we're actually getting some news. That's the point. See, we're getting tired of it because we're not used to it. We're getting overwhelmed because we're not used to it. But lo and behold, we've got a president that's getting stuff done. You know what I mean? And he's, and they can't stand it. I mean, think about it. How many news cycles do we have during Obama? And there were so many Corrupt things that happen. Think about it. We saw nothing.
0: Yeah. At least we didn't see the right stuff. At least we didn't see. I don't know. It's hard to tell. Look, you know, I'm going to be honest here. I was in a. I was in a coma during the Obama years. I may as well have been off planet. Okay, because the, after yeah, there's only two things that I remember about uh, Obama. One was when they were announcing him that he was going to. Uh, when they were trying to give notice to him, I heard everybody under the sun, Republican and Democrat alike remember those headlines he's a rock star he's a rock star even for mitch o'connell mcconnell and so on and so forth those are that's one thing i remember the other one was that after he uh, uh, was elected he went to grant park in chicago and a hundred thousand people allegedly showed up after that i tuned, tuned it off i might as well have been a call my rough planet so
1: yeah well that's the rest of the world too we were used to just like whatever i'm not listening i'm not even gonna look into things i really don't care I'm just numb. And so it's our fault that we're in this position. Cuz you could you imagine if we were analyzing the news in 2008, 2009, 2010, 11, 12, 13, 14 and 15 the way we do it now, Obama would have been out of office in a heartbeat. There would have been people in 2010 and 2013 storming the Supreme Court if we actually we're doing the news. If we actually were speaking, if we actually were doing things, you know, instead of just people like me sitting in the shadows, collecting, 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 we were constantly just numb. And one of my, one of the listeners that I have now, because I'm streaming this live on on, on YouTube um, as audio too, uh, you know, said we you everyone was rocked to sleep. Exactly, rocked with. Rubbish information. Nobody was analyzing anything. Nobody was questioning anything. Instead, we would sit around in a huddle with a coffee and a cigarette and say, yeah, you know, that was really messed up. I mean, I was, yeah, they said it was a video, but it wasn't a video. And there were only a few patriots that were actually in Congress, right? They were down Capitol Hill in the Senate, foggy bottom, speaking out. And they all got fired, of course, the majority of them, the ones that actually spoke, they were taken out. And that's what happened. Trump revolutionized the way people see politics. That is his biggest achievement anywhere. Anywhere. Throughout the history. This is why he will go down as the best president in the United States of America. Because this is the first time people took part in their government ever since George Washington. When they made that decision to break up with the United Kingdom. That's it. We suddenly had this click. Yo, this guy's talking our, you know, speaking our language. Oh, uh, he's not PC. I like that. I'm tired of that. Oh, he's like, he's there. Hey, you can't bash him for being against gays. He was going to gay weddings before they were in fashion. You know, no. Uh, Racist. Wait a minute. Didn't he get a medal with Rosa Parks? That's where people were like, well, stop one second. We like this dude. We saw him on the Apprentice. You're fired. We loved it. And that's what got us fired up. That is his most major achievement, empowering the people to want to be part of their country again, empowering the people to want to take control of their nation again, just as our framers intended. That's what he did.
0: Well, how is that working? I mean, again, just pass or play, and I'm not trying to sound negative, but how is that working out for us? We do have Revolution Radio. We got Red State Talk Radio. We got Paul Preston, Scott Adams, Tory, Tory says. We got so many people speaking out, but yet it seems like the the trash compactor keeps closing in on us with all the censorship and this and that and the other. And especially after we've seen this whole, everything including the kitchen sink, we thought was everything including the kitchen sink thrown at Trump over the last three years. And then came this coronavirus, you know, how, how is this working out for us?
1: Well, that tells you everything you need to know. They're throwing everything at us. The Historians' wet dream, as I call it, is what we lived in the first six months. We got plagues and <laughs> locusts and, and, and great depressions and stock market crashes, and God knows what they have in store for us to go. But the, the bottom line is, you know, this is where you see you're winning. That's the only time the witch is shrieking when she's melting, the demons screech and grab for you and they want to pull you down when they're dying. That's how you know you're winning. If they were sitting there doing their own thing, Brian Stetler didn't look possessed, you know, Jake Tapper wouldn't be spitting at the screen. Don Lamont wouldn't have all his, you know, pansies on, you know, giving them <laughs> fake Black Lives Matter movements, you know, and people wouldn't be pushing Black Lives Matter, which, by the way, the person that sits on their financial Area Board of Directors, do you know who that chick is? Do you know that she was actually condemned as being a terrorist? We have a terrorist sitting on the Board of Directors of Fundraising for Black Lives Matter. A white chick, right? Her name was Susan Rosenberg. She was the one that was in charge of the bombing of Capitol Hill. You were talking 1980, you know, b- back in the Reagan times, right? When she thought that the communists didn't have control, yet they had Bush Sr. in there. You know, she was there. She bombed it. She got in trouble for it. She was convicted as a terrorist. And she runs the fundraising for Black Lives Matter. And we have the media praising them. That should tell you everything you need to know. Nothing more than that. That's the thing. We are winning because they are screeching.
0: So the fundraising for Black Lives Matter is it dials down to this Act Blue, correct?
1: Okay, so uh, Black Lives Matter, uh, the fundraising to get them mobilized was done by Susan Rosenberg, right? But the money that they raised was to fund the Democrats. I mean, the Democrats are desperate. They got no money. They don't take food stamps, right? And they can't funnel money they, the way they used to from overseas. So instead, they're raising money for Black Lives Matter. So if it's coming from France, China, Russia... Who cares? We're just going to stick it into our bank account. That's how they circumvent it. And you go prove it wrong. And you go down it. You can't. You don't even have time. The elections are in less than a few months. So what are you going to do? Grab them for getting foreign money for their contributions? Yeah? Well, you got to subpoena this. You got to subpoena that. Leave it. What we need to not be focusing on is the tools they use. The clowns, the foot soldiers, the idiots. Because I could sit here and tell you every single conservative voice out there, some on TV, some on YouTube, a lot of them on Twitter, they're all paid to hijack you, hijack your reality. But that's not going to help. That's not going to help. Me pointing out all these clowns is not going to help because they're nobody. We'll take care of them after the elections. For now, we got to focus on the prize and the big guys. And that's what we have to be doing. And we wouldn't be under such attack. If
0: we weren't winning. So to push this to after the elections, you are, and I listen to you, are certain, without a doubt, that President Trump, 45, will be reelected.
1: Okay. Let's be honest, okay? Because a lot of people are so pessimistic. Think about it. Can you actually see a reality where Biden is president? Be honest.
0: Completely honest. Well, not... It's not that it's people are going to be electing Biden, but we have an example of the midterms for 2018 that we saw in real time being reported how they were stealing votes, how they were packing the the, vote, uh, the, the voter boxes and so on and so forth. They literally had that one woman, whoever the uh, uh, voter lady was in Florida over there in Broward County, holding out, having a siege at that voting office as they were shipping in ballots. That's what people are stuck on. people are stuck that's stuck in their head that Soros machines and new, and whoever owns these voting machines and so on and so forth and you're just re- reflecting back to the day even at the 2016 election when people would put in a uh, Republican ticket or President Trump and then it would flip in front of their eyes to Hillary Clinton. They think they've spent the last three and a half years, uh, not only working on that voting system, but also rearranging people around the United States with uh, illegal migrants and so on and so forth, getting them into certain regions so they can have the populous votes in all these states to get the electoral college. And and to the to the least, because of this coronavirus, they're trying to flood us into this mail-in ballots only circumstance, which is entirely left open for fraud. Good.
1: Yeah, no, it is. And we were learning. Let me tell you something. So 2016 was very close. And they had crunched the numbers. The AI had come back. And it showed that, you know, this many people come out voting. This is what's going to happen. And to keep it simple, we need it like this, right? I'm just saying like this. The programming that was done, the shuffling that was done through these crypto doors, because it's all rigged, always, We have not had one clean election ever. It's kind of like the Ukrainians, right? We paid to teach them how to do elections. We had permanent staff paid by federal, U.S. federal taxpayer dollars in Ukraine to usher their elections, to give them the machines that we had to make sure that whoever they voted for was the guy we said that they were going to get, right? Same thing has been happening here for decades, decades. The reason President Trump won is because people decided to take part in their government. That is what his greatest achievement is, that he woke the people up. He spoke to the people, and this is why the votes that you saw you know, oh, I went by popular vote. No, you didn't. You were getting a quarter vote in some states, uh, you know, a half a vote in other states. For every vote Trump got, they were funneling votes to her. So if a vote was coming into the computer, I want you to think of it mathematically. All these votes were being shuffled around. And so one vote for Trump, I don't know, in like a state like North Dakota, which is always red, and that would have been flagged quickly, right? He would get 85%, and Hillary would get the 15% along with the solid 100% votes she got. Do you see what I'm saying? They would shuffle them around. So the fact that so many numbers came out tells you everything that you need to know since he won so hard. She was getting percentages of his vote. Like this is fact. Fact. She was getting percentages. Look at that. How Have you ever seen over 140 million people go and vote? never. In 2012, when they rigged the election, you saw that bump up with Obama at 120. But I'm kind of glad we didn't get Romney. Romney would have just prolonged the deep state and shifted it to, uh, you know, fix him. Uh, He would have caused a bloodbath of a civil war. Let me not get started on that timeline. But for now, just so you know, Trump won by the skin of his teeth only because people came out in numbers they did not expect. They did not expect in in red states the majority of the population that would go and vote was maybe like 30%. Okay? Or 60%, depending on who the candidate was. If it was a Republican, you'd get 60%. If you if it was a Democrat, you'd get 30%. It would change, right? When they were popular. Here we had President Trump in red states have like an 80 to 90% turnout. So even though they were factoring out votes, Hillary lost so hard, it's ridiculous. They used fake votes, they added that up. Stolen ballots, they added that. We watched everything. We saw every move they made. We watched everything they did. So that way we learned. And now we know. This is how we fix things. You have to follow them. You have to put them there and follow the little breadcrumbs to see who they're talking to, how they're doing it, and why they're doing it and what their methods are. Remember, any 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 covert operation, any sneaky operation, the core of it is your methods. So if you've got the method exposed, you're done. You're toast. Doesn't matter if I know who you are, you're toast. And this is what we're ready for in twenty twenty. And what they want to do is, well, we can probably control these states and fudge the numbers, but we need to keep people home. That's the reason they don't want us going into the voting booths.
0: So what you described was uh, essentially fractional voting uh, as uh, researched and shared by Bev Harris. And I believe her website was blackboxvoting.com. Am I correct?
1: Now, Bev Harris is awesome. She is awesome.
0: Very good. And and also, I want to know, since you mentioned his name, Romney does own a percentage of these uh, voting machines, too, does he not?
1: Uh, His son does, actually. Uh, So, Tag Romney has uh, the company that actually invested into Heart Inner Civic, which is the software that runs on these machines out of Texas. So, I did a lot of work with Millie Weaver on this. I got into more of the crypto side and the math side to see how they actually fudge the numbers. And it, it's in these trap doors. These are booby traps. You know, I've said it before. There's n- a number generated by a computer is never, ran- there's no such thing as a random number. That is the epitome. <laughs> that is an axiom of math. There's no such thing as a random number. And you know so the randomness is programmed so if you're programming it to shuffle and fractionalize votes you can't see it cuz it's in a blind trap door as they call it it's like a it's a crypto term used um by you know coders that do shuffling and decoding and coding cuz they code them going in and then code them going out And there's a key for it, but when they're being shuffled, so that way they're super combed, you know, they're super coated and unseen, that's where it happens, in that trap door. There's been extensive research. I think it was an Australian, like, above-board hacking group that actually analyzed it on the elections uh, through electronic voting, uh, which was pretty stellar. And we did some really big piece with Millie Weaver on that.
0: (laughs) You know, I don't know, we only have a few minutes left in this first hour, and I don't know if you're going to have any time in your schedule to be willing to join us in the second hour, because you mentioned the Ukraine, and Ukraine, of course, you got Joe Biden, and you were talking today about the Ukraine, and how that is the, you know, everything we saw in Ukraine X amount of years ago is the same thing they're doing here today after the St. George Floyd riots and so on. So you say that was, uh, I believe you referred to it as the new deep state headquarters, is what? Uh, uh, do I have that correct? So,
1: so first, yeah, I can hang out. Second, um, uh, y- Ukraine is the keystone, right? That's, okay. that's, that's, that's deep state headquarters. It's been deep state headquarters. Let,
0: let, let's save that for the second hour then. And then, but so while we're still in the first hour, in case no one gets a chance to listen to the second hour, we're talking about the reality hack. Can you give us just a brief solution how we are able to counteract it? I I know you're suggesting now that we are counteracting, that we're awake, everyone's reporting, we're all talking about it online, making phone calls, uh, doing our our jobs as radio hosts and so on and so forth, uh, writing blogs and articles and so on. What is the best counteraction to the reality hack? Because we don't have the billionaires, we don't have the large media companies, they do. How do we go about this?
1: Well, first of all, we should all support each other, right? Every single person should support each other for laying out facts. That's one thing. We all come out with an opinion. We're all biased, right? But I am a reality hacker. How do you know I'm not reality hacking you, right? And that's the, and that's the key question. Someone should ask, well, is this person reality hacking me, or are they just giving me the facts? And that's what we need to be doing is being objective. We need to step back and say, all right, is this like straight fact, or is this uh, you know an opinion? Because facts can't have opinions. Opinions are opinions, period. And that's where we need to draw the line and look at the facts. Look at the concrete facts. The minute you see the facts, then all the BS and perfume and all that goes away. Uh, you know, but right now there's a lot of us out there that are trying to hack the reality hackers. And unfortunately, uh, you know, even though President Trump is, you know, doesn't want to use it and he doesn't use it. He dislikes it completely. Uh, you know, there's a, there are many people in the right movement that have employed it. So, you know, uh, that uh, that upsets me. Like I said, I don't care if it's for good. You shouldn't be doing it, period, period. And like I said, and I know you said to table it, QAnon is hacking the reality hackers. It's not for the people. It's for someone else. So, um, you know, there are tons of operations out there uh, from people trying to buffer it so people can see the blue sky and not the uh, how, how did Comey call that again? the social fabric that they've weaved so long. We're trying to break that so people can see the blue sky, take a deep breath and not smell, you know, manure and and see what's up and see what's really up. So all you have to do is step back, look at the facts and use your own reality, your own thoughts, your own criticism to decide what's real, what's not and what answers to you. I mean, if in your heart you want to be ruled, then so be it, be a communist. If in your heart you feel that you should have a say and the people you elect should be doing what you want, then so be it. That's what we have to do.
0: That was great. That's a very good footing, and I, I hope many out there are taking notes of that. Stand your ground and, uh, you know,
1: yep. facts. Like you said, facts. stand for something or you, or you fall for everything. You said that at the beginning, and that is the truest thing anyone can say.
0: Well, you got to know that, you know, again, use facts, and what do we get from... Rachel Maddow, Brian Stettler, uh, Don Lamont, and so on and so forth. Opinion. That's all they are, is total opinion. They have no true stories. It's just their opinion, and that's what they hit us with every day, every night. I believe we're about to go on the break. Again, folks, you're listening to Revolution Radio, uh, freedomslips.com. We're here with Tory Says, the Tory Says Show at uh, Red State Talk Radio, and we'll see you back here in just a few moments. Uh, Tory, if you just mute, it, mute up, we'll be back, right back. Okay?
1: Oh, you want, okay, you mute yourselves because I'm just going to talk to my base here that I'm streaming on Facebook and YouTube. So, Um, shocked about your governor. Which one, Vicky? Um, Oh, you're talking about Texas. Well, you know, again, they're all reality hacking. See, these Republicans are using Trump as a shield to stay, uh, you know, where they are. Um, they're using they're using the president as their own shield uh, to you know promote themselves and nothing else so um, you know you have to see past that because today if anything during during my show I demonstrated to you how they uh, allowed the IG of the NSA to be Robert Storch right and why would you do that why wouldn't you ask someone who's going to take control of of the keys to the kingdom for every message we send, every call we make, every text we send, every picture, everything. He gets to see it and has access to, why wouldn't you ask him, hey, have you ever worked for a foreign government? I mean, that's just a simple question. But, you know, Peter Strzok, McCabe, that FBI did the background on it. So, I mean, did we expect anything? The bottom line is, I'm pretty sure, you know, (laughs) um... President Trump already knows anyway, because if I've been talking about it for over two and a half years, of course he knows. I mean, he's got to know, right? Or someone in his purview has got to know, right? Because I I don't think I'd still be around (laughs) if there wasn't a chance that he knew. Uh, So uh, that's uh, that's that on that. Um, So you guys, uh, I'm going to be finishing up Uh, my uh, interview with um, Millie Weaver on Friday. So that'll be very interesting. I can't wait till you guys see it because uh, even people that um, have been employed uh, to um, hack uh, the left and see what they're doing, Uh, are on it wait till you see it because when you realize you know what a magician does behind the curtain when you see Oz behind the curtain that's it it's it's no fun anymore right it's not a trick anymore you can't get cheated can you so uh you know this is where we're showing you the tricks i've been telling you the tricks Uh, you know that's the way it is so calm two c's on that one right the corruption's everywhere So there's a question, how much corruption is within SOCOM? There's corruption everywhere, everywhere, because these people are out to cover themselves. Look, I have sources that have come forward with various things, and they're terrified to speak, because maybe that senator or congressperson or mayor or whatever helped them get a loan for a house or, uh, um, you know, got them out of a jam or something. Right. So if they come out, you know, that's going to be used against so look what Manafort, look what happened to Manafort guys, because he wouldn't flip. They used stuff. They helped him get done. Oh, fraud, tax evasion, all this stuff that they knew would happen, but no one followed up on it because he was supposedly harmless. And one of the crowd, you see where it goes. And most of these people that work with them actually know what they're capable of. Who would be, I mean, would you? If, you? if you had the goods on Hillary Clinton and you knew firsthand what she does, firsthand, I mean, you know it second, third, fourth, a hundredth hand. Imagine if you knew it firsthand. Would you tell on her? Probably not. You'd probably tell a friend who tells a friend who tells a friend a uh, hundred million times removed because you're terrified. Wow. I don't know, Bob Smith, if the UK is finally going to get out. We'll see. We'll see. They keep telling you you're getting out. They're getting you in deeper.
0: Okay, I believe you're back, Brew.
1: Awesome, and I am too.
0: you got to take yourself off mute mute there, Brew. Okay. We're live? All right, welcome back, folks. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I don't like using the word folks. It always reminds me of Barack Obama, but it used to be such a cultural uh, exchange here in America, but Barack Obama, Jeff wore it out and I kick myself every time I use it. But in any case, uh, welcome back to Revolution Radio. This is uh, July 8th, 2020. Uh, it's the debut of High Noon, uh, experimental broadcast here as we see we go along. And we have been blessed today. And I do mean blessed because this is a busy woman we're talking to right now. Uh, Tori, Tori Says Show at Red State Talk Radio, uh, airs Monday to Friday, 12 to 2 p.m. Eastern. And, it you know, I've turned her Broadcast and her website. Someone talking in the background?
1: Not me. I'm on mute.
0: Okay. I no, thought no, I heard, heard something. Sorry. Sorry, folks. Uh, there I go again. Hard to get rid of those idioms. But uh, she broadcasts uh, Monday through Friday, 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. Eastern at Red State Talk Radio. You can catch her on any of the live media streaming broadcast uh, channels like TalkStream Live, TuneIn, and various others. Uh, she has a YouTube channel, Tori Says Show. Uh, which she is currently simulcasting on. Thank you, folks, for joining us. Again, there I go again. Tori, sometimes it's just hard to kick habits, right? Oh, totally.
1: uh, (laughs) Go ahead. Totally. I'm there with you. I I have some words that I had to untrain myself. I'm not even going to mention it because then I'll just keep saying it over and over and over again. But, you know, Barack Hussein Obama did a lot more than just take words that were uh, usual and, you know, uh, marry them with bad memories. Right, The media is like a bad memory Uh, What we thought of the news Where we'd be like Oh Dan Rather Oh Connie Chung Now we see them as monsters Like in retrospect We're like losers Sellouts You kind of just ushered us Into the pen for the slaughter You know what I mean And that's because Almost Almost every single Journalist you see on your TV Through mainstream media We're talking all channels You know All And when I say all Even the new ones That are patriotic All All our assets in one way or another.
0: That's it well, is. you mentioned, you know, you mentioned Dan Rather and uh, others, of was like of his time, we all thought they were the friend, they were the friendly voice that came into our living rooms uh, or, or our parents' living rooms over all those years. And to find out today, as so many things are being exposed that they were actually like communists and so on, it, it just, it's, it's, that's unfathomable, but it happened and our parents were none the wiser.
1: Well, it's not so much that none the wiser. It's the fact that ignorance is bliss, right? You can't unsee something you see. And there's a lot of people like that. Walter Cronkite, like one of uh, my, one of our listeners here, uh, Ray says Walter Cronkite. Exactly. They're globalists. Why? Because they get the great gym memberships. They get the billboards. They get the the free clothes. They get the oh, can I get this? Can I get that? You know, they get the cars, the private jets. I mean, why would you want to give that up for for you? Right? Why would I want to give it up for you? That's what they see. Why would I want to give it up for someone, you know, out in the projects? Why would I want to give that up, you know, for some guy that lives on a bus in the Appalachian Mountains? Like, why would I do that? Uh, these people are my bread and butter. I'm me because they're they. You see what I mean? This is the way it is. And Operation Mockingbird that Ray pulled, aha very good. Operation Mockingbird, that's something we should talk about. Operation Mockingbird is actually how General Jones and General Hayden put out the talking points. If you see across all channels, all channels, they use keywords that are the same, not so much always verbatim, but keywords, keywords. Remember I said flatten the curve, how they started to use it. I was talking about it in March. Whoop, they said flatten the curve. President Trump should fire whoever inserted that into his little speech. Because these are things that are coming from these reality hackers. They even reality hack what we think now as many people are saying president trump is going to be reelected by the people there's so many people that are tired of it and black lives matter with an awake nation was the biggest mistake the democrat party ever made because they're tired of it they're like why are all these white people protesting for us we're not even out there Right. So it's backfired on them. So I'm just going to say between now and right before Labor Day, boy, they've got so much more coming in. It's ridiculous.
0: Well, you mentioned Mockingbird Media, and we all remember, or many remember, the video that was released by Sinclair Media and how they were just, whoever put this work together, they spent a lot of time to collect it all, but how they were just showing every news channel across the nation just repeating the same thing, same thing over and over, whether it be Easter or Christmas or the curve or whatever it is, that's what they do. Do these people, these globalists, whatever we want to call them, do they have a central news, a central link, a central site that they go to and check in every day to see, find out what their script is?
1: Okay, so Mockingbird Media is actually a global effect, right? So people like General Jones are the U.S. counterpart. They all get notes. There used to be drop boxes, 3 a.m. drops, 4 a.m. drops. I was in... I was in all of them. I could see everything they do. Because again, I still had username, access, emails to GSG. I could see everything. Everything. Their chats, their emails, their strategies. Do you know how hard it is to keep your mouth shut when you know? All you do is make snide comments online. You know what I mean? You're just like, it's not my time yet. It's not my time yet. It's not my time yet. You just sit there. Kind of like I've been sitting on a treasure trove of Epstein. And I'm like, not my time yet. I want to talk about my Panama trip, you know, uh, to meet someone who was in prison. Not my time yet. It's not the right time. Timing is everything. So, yes, Timing is everything for them, too, because you'll see that the stories they don't want you to look at are published really late at night. And the ones that they want you to, they're at specific times of the day, and they all use the same words, words. And it's not only phrases, words, but like you said, that compilation of all of them side by side saying the same thing tells you everything you need to know. Just how fake the fake news are.
0: (coughs) Timing is everything, which leads me to ask about Joe Biden. How would they, everybody ask, how would they pick Joe Biden to be their presidential candidate? Timing is everything. What was going on, finally, that they said, Joe, we're going to put you in the ring, but he was reluctant. He didn't want to, but they put him in anywhere, anyway, and mainly, from what I remember, maybe I'm wrong, to protect him from what was coming with Ukraine. Can you, can you take us from
1: there? Well, um, yeah, exactly that. I mean, I actually listened in on the conference. So this is how dumb they are. So they were at a conference in Munich where all of them got together. And that's where they decided, and, you know, Ivanovich was there. All of them were there. And I say it. I heard everything. And they were going to put him up front because she had been tipped off that Rudy Giuliani in 2018 was fishing around in Ukraine. Right. But Rudy Giuliani was just dropping it. You know, he wasn't trying to be incognito. He was trying to let them see. Kind of like today how I sent a fax out to the Senate Intelligence Committee when that, that should have went straight to McConnell and say, hey, you did this like shing bang, you know, thank, wham bam, thank you, ma'am vote on establishing IG of the NSA. Can I have the tally? But I should have sent it to him. But I sent it to them instead. Why? Gaslight, let them know we're coming because we got your conversations, Senate Intelligence Committee, and we know who actually did their homework and who didn't and who knew that the idea of the NSA was actually working with the people that were creating the dossier. This is something that I haven't even told my listeners yet. I was going to tell them tomorrow, but hey, why not, right? So this is what happened. They said you got to go in the front because it's common courtesy that you don't, throw a person in jail while they're running. That's the way it is. You don't throw them in jail while they're running. So Joe didn't want to go because he had dementia. He knew he couldn't talk. He knew he couldn't go forward. He knew he wasn't going to be able to do it. And he knew he had a lot to lose. His son, all of this. said, don't worry, we got you. He's their shield right now. (laughs) <laughs> or might I say, it's Hunter Biden in makeup, his, their shield right now. So this is what they got. They put him there as a buffer to not, even, even Attorney General Barr said, it's not like we can prosecute people when they're running for president. That's not how you do it. You can't. Which is totally unfair because if, for whatever reason, in another situation, not this one, because Joe's not winning, were to win, then, you know, they'd get away with it, right? It wouldn't carry over. So that's basically why he was pulled out. No other reason. The DNC didn't even want Joe Biden. I mean, Barack Hussein Obama didn't want to even endorse him. So they put him there, and he's pretty much a shield. I mean, he's going to die anyway. That's basically what's going to happen. So <laughs> it's uh, he might be on ice already. Who knows?
0: Well, it's, you mentioned Hunter Biden, and we talk about deep fake. We talk about Adam Schiff. We talk about Adam Schiff going to his uh uh. Administ- his, uh his staff and getting all the information they can on deepfake and so on and so forth. Uh, And that's after the the buck surveillance uh, all came out. Now, with this Hunter Biden, where's Hunter? The hashtag, where's Hunter? And we always know We've come to find out that Trump is ahead of the game before anybody else even realized what he's even talking about where's hunter? so then comes this 20 minute speech that uh, Joe Biden flaw- flawlessly gave, but yet you pointed out take a look look at it's hunter in makeup. You could see it by the little different indiscretions so do you really do you really think that's true or are we guessing?
1: Okay, so number one, he, the Hunter Biden's probably in some basement with the winner of the latest episode of Face Off, which is like a makeup artist show that they had. I actually really liked it because it's quite um, interesting to see how people manipulate, uh, you know, fabrications on faces. That's number one. Uh, number two, they also use technology. See, the Biden campaign, I know this firsthand because I've infiltrated portions of their campaign have been hiring like crazy coders people that are experts in deep fake video and audio so this is what we're seeing too so they're trying to figure out a way that they can up the frame rate so that we can't slow it down and see the cuts the snips and the you know backdrops that's the way it is Uh, so like I said if you were to ask me you know Joe Biden somewhere in a nursing home I mean you saw him on camera he looked like you know the nurse mobilized him you know when you're sick and you're really old or you had a hip surgery Or anything, a nurse will take you off your bed and put you in a chair, prop you up with a pillow. That was his last video thing where he didn't make sense. That was that was him cut and snipped and put together but that was him they probably had like hours of footage and the the garbage you saw was the best parts of it which was bizarre right because he already knew the questions they made it look like it was real that it was live questions and they weren't they were snipped and pasted I can guarantee you they had at least three hours of footage uh, you know over the days uh, remaking the scene because you could see slight movements in the chair uh, you know it was off angle but it was still the same room still the same place still the same clothes so you got to stick with it so biden basically is the shield because and like you know other people said yep the ukraine is the keystone now lots of people that have just heard about me uh or just heard about you or just ran into it i've been talking about ukraine since 2019 Like, back, I I don't know how long people have been listening, but I've been talking about it for, like, forever and a day. Uh, March of 2019, I actually dropped the picture uh, because I saw Adam Schiff's messages go by my phone, you know? And I was like, yo, I see you. Because I saw everything. The plan, how they did it, who they employed. Ukraine, the the National Anti-Corruption Bureau, was actually created by the idea of the NSA right now, Storch. Like, this was... This was their baby. They, 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 without any shame, the people in the Senate confirmed a guy that was helping orchestrate the dossier. Nelly Orr testified that the dossier was sent to her from Ukraine. Russia hoax. All came from the Ukraine. That's the one thing Barack Hussein Obama did in his time, was take ownership of the Ukraine and try to insert himself in leadership within the EU Council.
0: You say Barack Obama, but is he really the head of this? I mean, isn't there, is he just another puppet master, a puppet out of the puppet masters? How does, how does Barack Obama allegedly have this much power? Barack Obama
1: was created literally in a laboratory. Okay.
0: Petri dish. Colon lives matter.
1: I call him, yeah, a Petri dish. Uh, And it was done out of the nation of Morocco. He even says he was born in Morocco. That's where they created him. Now, the belly that housed him, we don't know. And I don't know why they picked Kenya, and I'm assuming it's to be able to allow them to penetrate Africa because if, indeed, as their plan was to be during this eight-year period, he would be bringing Africa to their knees right now. It would be halfway through his term, and Africa would be down on a knee right now. The Kenyans, the Ghanians, the Nigerians, the zambians all of them, down to their knees because he's African. So, you know, that is probably why they insert African, because he doesn't even look like any of his supposed siblings. Or his mother, who, by the way, had a man's first name. You know that, right? Yes. Mm. So Stanley Ann Dunham was the one that destroyed Upper Volta and uh, they created Burkina Faso, right? They destroyed that nation. She did that with Strzok's dad. She was down there in Iran. I mean, come on. It's like this plan was there. Like I said, if Barack Hussein, Ob- if Hillary Clinton had her first eight years, she would have done what Barack did a little bit stronger and heavier, obviously. Uh, there would be no Syria, uh, there would be no Jordan. I don't care how much King Abdullah thinks that he had it in control. Hillary steamrolls everyone. Uh, she would nuke it and say, oh, you know, they, uh, you know how she, what difference does it make? You're alive. So, um, you know, and then when Barack would come into the picture, that's where the race wars were supposed to happen. That's where people like you and I, uh, that would be like, yo, this is not America, would be in gulags. And then uh, the second term, 20 to 2024, Barack Hussein Obama was intended to kneel Africa. Now, that timeline is gone and passed. It's done. You know, uh, because this was the next generation of... of of the continuation of the crowns and he was the first of them all i mean look he came out of nowhere uh john brennan was quickly put to his side to start whispering in his ear He's, he was the hussein whisperer uh while he was senator uh suddenly a senator nobody knew uh became senator right guy nobody knew became senator and lo and behold he became president barely being a senator at all so that tells you everything you need to know. You know, this guy didn't even exist.
0: Petri dish. Well, thank you for that. That's probably a little more than I knew before. I appreciate that. Uh, back to Ukraine. So we got We got Joe Biden. We got other nefarious characters that are all involved in Ukraine. Uh, money laundering, all sorts of things. George Soros, uh, Victoria Newland, the whole kit and caboodle. What is actually happening as we speak right now in Ukraine? Where are we at? Justice or?
1: So, so the Ukraine, you know, isn't officially part of the EU yet. You know that, right? They're not like a member yes. state officially. And so that's really hurting the European Union right now. The people of Ukraine have been crushed morally. They've changed their religion, if you know. They changed the Ukraine. Now it's a Ukrainian Orthodox Christian. Like, What, what does that mean? This is like what the Kim James version of orthodoxy? Like I don't know. It's like the you know the globalist version of orthodoxy, right? They they, they fractured the churches. That's one because Ukrainians, Russians, just like Greeks, uh, Serbians, Romanians, very very hard to the center of their religion, right? That is the core of their uh, politics too. Uh, you'll see that usually in the Ukraine and uh, you know. Um, Russia always and Greece always there's a there's you know the head of the church there at their meetings right so it's a, it's a really important um, uh, building block of that nation or foundation I would say of that nation they, they, they've destroyed that. I feel so bad for the Ukrainians because entering the EU they're already owned they own everything everything. They own all their natural resources because the politicians that had first come in, you know, because they were fresh and new, oh look, we're Ukraine. They threw money at them. Here you want money and that's where, you know, they would jump at it because they were hungry, right? They were, they were in a communist nation. They were in Soviet Russia, right? Soviet Union. And so they were like, whoa, that's money. Oh, wow, I could get a car. Oh, wow, I could get more than stale bread. Gimme, gimme, gimme. No more bread lines. And suddenly they've put them in debt. You remember how Greece had a default and the IMF came in? That was all the IMF's doing. Like I said, the core of all evil, uh, you know, stems to a lot of things. But the IMF is key here. They're the ones that destroy and create nations. And they've taken all of Ukraine's, uh, you know, natural gas or everything. And the reason that was done is because the European Union or the globalists, you know, the EU was there first, should have, with the North American Union, had the footing of the Ukraine so they can control Russia, which was being stubborn. Because they have no debt. They expected them to fail. And instead, Putin not only paid off his nation's debt, you know, whatever was left of the Russian Federation, but paid off the debt for Ukraine, Lithuania, Estonia, all these little nations that popped up. Russia was indebted with their debt. Make sense? So he owes nothing. Uh, I think Oliver Stone actually did an interview with him and said, what? And Putin was like, yeah, we've got a surplus of this. They have no debt. So they're the only problem. They're massive, and they stand between them and China. And China is something that we created. The globalists created China. We created them. You know, we needed a nation that we could put in control, that like structure, and we're like, yeah, 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 you'll do this, we'll do our own thing, you stay in your own place, great, but you're going to be doing this over here for us, you're going to be doing, we'll give you all the manufacturing so your people have jobs, but we need to advance. Now... That's exactly what happened. And Ukraine was the middle ground. That's where you get the foothold. If you don't have Ukraine, you don't have access to Africa and Asia real easy. And, um, you know, you're vulnerable to Russia because they're in your continent rather than flanking your continent. And, you know, the Black Sea is huge as a, um, you know, geopolitical, like to position yourself, geo geo geostrategy. I would say. That's a really good spot to be in to have access to everything
0: well my heart weeps for the ukrainians and my wonder here is is there any hope for them to get, get out from under this what has to happen in our world for for things to to go on the reversal
1: well unfortunately like i've said before uh you know when uh, if if say you're possessed by a demon and you go through an exorcism does it hurt i mean from what we've seen on movies right it hurts right The victim is like black and blue, broken bones, right? They're speaking in tongues until the demon comes out. It's going to be a very painful uh, recoup if they recoup. Uh, That's basically how it goes. Uh, The only way that you can recoup from this is actually going through pain, Uh, you know, growing pains, Uh, because now you have to, grow into the new tomorrow uh, that will happen. And President Trump has reinforced our nation to the point that when he pulls the trigger on it, the rest of the world is going to go through some really bad motions. There's going to be some really bad uprise. So we're lucky we have the Pacific and Atlantic Ocean. The problems that I foresee is the Canadians, uh, you know, being overrun uh, and coming in from the north. But if he pulls the plug and kills this fiat currency, the whole world is going to be devastated. Uh, it'll be short-term pain for long-term gain, but it will be devastating to them. But bottom line is he's looking after his own people to be empowered to never have this happen again.
0: Well, you we talk about the fiat currency, and there's many voices saying that we're going to go back on a gold standard. Do you believe that?
1: <laughs> I've been saying that since... T- forever (laughs) just the way they took away our power to have a stable economy and not in the hands of whoever owns a printer uh christmas eve back in the day after what the spanish flu after the great depression after they demoralized us after this and that and that that's when they pulled the plug on the economy and they shifted it I foresee this is exactly what's happening. That's the only way, uh, you know, I see it working out perfectly because we're going to see our president with one stroke of a pen be like, oh, do we have debt? Yeah, kind of zero now. That's where I see it going. So that is the solution. Uh, You know, you're going to see it yourself. When it's implemented, it's signed, and it'll take, what is it? Uh, Let's see. 30... Uh, Yeah, it'll take 60 days to be implemented, so around the 21st to 23rd of February 2021, you're going to see that everything is going to be just perfect. And I'm telling you a specific time frame, just perfect.
0: Do you think there's been a lot of talk again, I mean, I've been talking for a long time about the absence of cash, the absence of physical currency, Ah. do you think? Good They're one. are trying to get
1: us. Good one. This- Good one. Oh my gosh. You know, I forget to talk about that. That's a great question. So, uh, yeah. So a month ago, I told everyone, hey, soon we're not going to be having coins. And I mentioned it again. I mentioned it almost every once a week. Yesterday was the first time I personally encountered it. I went to the gas station and, um, I um went to buy cigarettes and get some gas. And I was like, "Oh man, gas went to $2.20." I mean, I can't complain, you know. <laughs> California's got it upwards $3, right? But that's better than 10 that they ha- you know whatever they had. Uh, but I um went in to pay and she's like, "Listen, if you don't have exact change, you need to um pay uh by card." And I was like, "Huh?" She was like, "Yeah, we don't have any coins. There's none in circulation. You see how he's pulling the currency out now?"
0: Well, here's the thing. Somebody said, and I might have been on a car or another show that they said that they learned that they talking about the same story. That's you know, places were having shortages of cash, either you had exchange or not. But then they also said that the mint stopped uh, minting coins. But today, I was listening to Paul Preston for a segment, and he said that uh, they actually started printing again. They started minting coins again, and that they were so backed up, and they blame it on the coronavirus. That why they were behind. Do you think that's a true story or? Okay, so
1: I don't want to freak people out, but your cash has certain stuff that need to be changed, and your coins. So I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, But um, money is being pulled out of circulation. Yes, indeed, um, it could uh, be a backup, but this is the first wave. I mean, there's always excuses as to, oh, you know, coronavirus, that's why we're not printing. Dude, that's automated. Do you see what I'm saying? What do you mean you're not printing? It's automated. And why are you printing so many? How many are going out of circulation? Why don't banks give coins anymore? That's a big deal. I mean, it came to me. Like, other people have been saying it in, like, smaller towns where they hit those first, right? But it, I was like, what? What? I saw it myself. It's not just people emailing me and telling me and showing me and reporting to me or how, you know, they went to get change for their store and they were given a fixed amount of dollar bills. That's another one. Because this is how you reset correctly. Ah, very good. Yeah. Total reset is going to take place and it's going to be done Christmas Eve. That's going to be the Christmas present we've all been waiting for. And so they know exactly what he's going to do. And this is why everyone is in pure panic mode right now. The whole world is panicking. Everybody is in panic and rightfully so because the jig is up and you know, the power is no longer in their hands.
0: I say, wow. And I, I I bet you there's a bunch of people out there digging up right now. What is in the coins? What material I am assuming it's a certain type of material that was, uh, put into the coinage that is not good that they have to take it out of circulation. That's all I can assume at this point. I'm sure there's people looking it up right now.
1: Well, it's Uh, not just that. Remember, there's stuff on our bills that say stuff. This is where you kill it. You don't let it come to fruition. You know how they say, oh, put it out in the universe and it'll happen, right? That's a real thing. That's a real thing because we're all connected. So... Things need to be pulled out of circulations because there's certain things in the coins and in the bills that we shouldn't be circulating.
0: You know, Speaking of currency, it reminds me of China and the counterfeiting that is allegedly happening and not just large dem- denominations. We're talking ones, fives, tens. And this refers to the Saint George Floyd story—how that whole narrative started with the counterfeit twenty-dollar bill—and then all of a sudden started popping. You know, even though the stories were out there since way back as January uh, in Minnesota, flooding in one-dollar bills uh, uh, in, in, in cartons, getting caught at the Port Authority in, in Minnesota. So, are we putting a kibosh on the Chinese? Uh, counterfeiting operation to ruin the economy in small small towns and cities.
1: Okay, so nobody... Th- listen to this. The best counterfeit story that broke just like a week or two ago is the fact that um, uh, they were counterfeiting gold and selling bunk gold. Did you hear about that story?
0: I actually did. Yeah,
1: so that's pretty bad ass, right? Excuse my French. That was like, yeah! <laughs> everyone's desperate to get gold. That tells you everything you need to know, too. Because now they're going back to the Chinese saying, that was bunk. What are you doing? This is bunk. What are you doing? So, um, you know, it's, 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 it's coming up. It's coming up. So fake money, uh, people are pushing it into foreign nations, too. I mean, it happened with the euro. Uh, it happened everywhere. So bottom line is we're going to be, we're going to see a change. And like I said, the change will be final and implemented 100% uh, by February 21st to 23rd. That's where we're going to see it.
0: Very good. Let me remind everybody out there, you're listening to Revolution Radio, freedomslips.com. We are here today with Tori from the Tori Says Show red state talk radio monday through friday 12 to 2 p.m <clears throat> her website is dot says.com i would go in and check out her articles there because she is detailed okay. she's telling you things that she never knew before
1: you should give everyone your social media and internet website too because my listeners are also listening
0: I don't have any social media, Tori. This huh. is my platform, my one and only platform where I come in and round tables. And and I also call into various different shows like the Scott Adams show. And, and, and I used to call into yours, but, you know, you're so packed full two hours. I mean, literally, you are nonstop for two hours that you can't even take phone calls anymore. And I appreciate that. Oh,
1: yeah, no, I, I want to take phone calls. But the thing is, there's like so much to do and there's so much good commentary out there from everyone. Right. That it has to be showcased, too. But it's also more so, um, you know, uh, this is a time where I, I, I give a lot and hopefully people go away and kind of think about it. Uh, because that's how we do things, by using that quantum computer between our ears. Those six inches between our ears are the most prized possession we have, and they want, and they're trying to to, to morph, right? So, um, you know, uh, th- I wanted to say somebody pushed out cashless economy. Um, you know, that was something that Pelosi, you saw that. She pushed it, right, with the whole coronavirus relief bill thing. Did you see that?
0: Uh- you mean, in, is it inside the CARE Act of, uh, 2019, January 2019? Yeah, well, she was
1: trying to push uh, that people that were going to be getting money, you know, that $600 and unemployment and stuff, were going to get it as credits. She wanted to create a new money system called Credits. She was banking on getting into the cryptocurrency train, you know, because she knows that President Trump has already implemented the next step. Uh, If you remember, back in 2018, before anyone was talking about Venezuela, I said how important, uh, you know, Venezuela is because of the gold, right? Uh and that's because everyone was funneling it out and uh the people that we have in office right now both Republican and Democrat specifically uh, what's oh, I'm forgetting his nick- nickname. Ding Dong Dick Blumenthal. What is it? Ding Yang. How do we call him? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Blumenthal. I have
0: no idea.
1: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> something I like got. Uh he he had a lot so we stopped that right there because they were ripping, uh, you know, Venezuela's gold reserves apart. And you know Venezuela in regards to oil. They've got 300 plus years of oil that they can pump. Saudi Arabia has 30. You see what I'm saying?
0: Saudi Arabia is down in dumps. They, they tried to sell off of their Aramco starting some years ago and whatever. They've been in a dumps state, you know. They're making plays because they're desperate. They they don't have what they used to.
1: Yeah, exactly. And um, you know, someone said that uh, Pelosi said uh, twenty thirty. She was no twenty thirty. It was going to be the full conversion. She wanted to start it at that point. That's where you would be fully dependent on the government to pay you. Everything would go through the government. Your points, your credits. Uh, you know that uh, that timeline is uh, yeah, dinang Dick. That's it. That's his nickname. Someone just found it, so <laughs> told me in. So um, <clears throat> that was their goal. See, she's still laying the foundations for what she wants. You know what the plan is, right? You stick to the plan, right? And a lot of people have, uh, you know, not seen that every party has their plan. Evil has a plan. Good has a plan. Good, though, is more of a patient plan. Evil is always reactionary as they stay course too.
0: So Pelosi and her plan. So how do we label Pelosi? Uh, there's many names. Pick any one or pick them all. Uh, a plutocrat, a technocrat, a communist, a, uh, you know, on and on, transnationalist. Which is she? And is she running with the co- CCP, the Communist Party, narrative. Are we going to have that social credit score? Is this is this eventually going to happen? Or are we going to be able to avert this as, and be free people?
1: So Nancy Pelosi wasn't someone relative, right? She wasn't a relevant person until the 70s when she, like, hijacked the Chinese movement and went there. And she did an Ocasio-Cortez where she pulled out a sign from her hotel, went to Time Square, posed a lot of times making it seem like she was protesting then went back to hotel and she was like oh you know I run the uh, Northern California uh, Democratic Party I'm going to take you down and I have you know what was his name again gosh I'm forgetting it Uh, Jones you know the guy with Jonestown I have a whole cult that will sit out there and eradicate you no 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 that's when China was trying to you know bring up and that's how she established herself She's so far into China, it's ridiculous. She protested her way. She blackmailed her way by saying, I'm going to have the whole world take over right now. We're going to bomb you. We're going to do this. You think World War II was bad? Wait till you see. We're going to do Vietnam, this, that. Watch. You know, she threatened them. She was a bully from the get go. That woman is like, uh, you can see it in her face now. Ever since. President Trump became president. Look at her face before and after. That's all you have to do. If someone would actually have the time to take a picture of a senator today or a congressperson today and the day and and from the year 2016 and compare it, you're going to see, first of all, you know, Nancy Pelosi's eyebrows are almost in her hairline, right? But you're going to see a completely different face. They actually look evil. You can see it now. You can definitely see it.
0: They're definitely looking evil. I, I don't want to get to the Google here, but do you think they're demon possessed I mean, you don't have to answer that, but many believe that a lot of these people are possessed. Now, you don't have to answer that. If you want to, go ahead. That will move on.
1: So, evil is, is a real thing. The devil's biggest trick is convincing you that he doesn't exist. So anyone that could tell you with a straight face, oh, well, you know, I don't believe in that stuff, and... Uh, I don't know about that stuff. Doesn't know a lot about anything. Um, someone actually mentioned that um, Pelosi's husband is a member of the Bohemian Grove. I was actually on the Hagman show a while back where I had, stand, I had stood watch at the Bohemian Grove. Not their ceremony thing, but the private parties. And this is why there's people like Newt Greenwich, right, that we see on TV. Everyone's like, "Wow, Patriot. No, he's not. I was there when they all walked in for the party. I was there when they all walked out. And I knew who didn't walk out with them. And that was people that were under the age of 18. Never came back out. That's all I have to say on that. So I've seen it from with my own eyes. Uh, what they are capable of. Uh, and, you know, these are things you can't unsee. Uh, at that time, I was a little bit naive uh, in respects to putting one and one together. Uh, I was naive and thinking, you know, I was fresh. I was thinking, oh, maybe, you know, someone came and, you know, took him out another way because, you know, party went late or something, right? And maybe when we went out to dinner and we were relieved for a bit, maybe, you know, you tell yourself anything that helps you go to sleep, right? Um, and people that actually have seen the truth can't sleep. This is how I keep up with all the news, too. <laughs> Um, you can't because you know we're supposed to be uh, you know together because all of us are going to the same place so if I'm going somewhere y'all better be coming along with me that's the way it is or else we fail and you know this is something that uh, you know I tell people exactly who I am you know exactly who I am Uh, I don't think people are still listening I don't think
0: we are. Well, those are definite words of wisdom, Tori. Uh, we put on a side side burner in the first hour. QAnon. Would you please share your views, research, and knowledge of QAnon? And you said, I believe you said he is the counter hack, or he's hacking the reality hackers, what you suggested. Well, who said he's a he? And well, yeah, I'm just well, i just saying. Let me caveat just... <laughs> that with something you said; it sticks in my head. That people would be, would be disappointed when they finally realized or found out who QAnon or, or what QAnon really was.
1: Uh, well, it's because we all fantasize, right? That's the way it is. We all fantasize of what we think our hero should look like. We all fantasize of, you know, some wise person. Or we fantasize that it's like a group of, I don't know, uh, Navy SEALs, right? Uh, we fantasize. And, and that's okay. Fantasies are good. It doesn't matter who are part of Q or what is what is Q. Bottom line is, you know, quantum computing is part of this. Quantum computing is very important. And quantum computing is something we, I mean, people don't have. If you ask who's part of Q, it's everybody. Six inches between your ears the most impeccable quantum computer that can make any, you know, geek freak out. This is why they're all striving for this whole brain initiative. Have you seen the brain initiative? Obama did. Uh, You know, because that's, because they lost a computer they shouldn't have had. They lost a computer that they were trying to integrate with biological entities. They lost it. They lost it because, you know, inert objects only last so long, especially when their fuel is something you can't describe, you can't touch and you can't recreate. And so, you know, this is where we need to understand that, you know, first of all, QAnon, the communications are not for just regular people. And that's evident from what's put down. But what's amazing, what is amazing is that it was unexpected that people, that so many people globally would be there to, you know, see it. There, you know, I, I see a lot of these, you know, decodes and sometimes it makes me smile because, you know, I'm like, whoa, or sometimes this. But, you know, like I said, people may be disappointed because they envision something. Um, and that's okay because we always need a face to something, right? Don't we have, like, pictures of Jesus? I mean, you know, you don't really—well, uh, we actually do if the shroud was real because I've been to Jerusalem and Bethlehem and I've seen the shroud that they uh, claim is Jesus's shroud. Uh, his face is actually imprinted on it. But we all like to put a face or a figure— to something that uh, we listen to. Something that we um, read about. You know, we like that. That's, that's human nature, right? To do that. So everybody probably has an idea uh, of what Q is. And like I said, they'd probably be disappointed. And hopefully it stays, you know. I mean, even if Q was talking to you now, you probably wouldn't know. Uh, you probably would not know. Because it was never intended for the people. Uh, that's basically it. And um, so, quantum computing has been on the mind of scientists since the early uh, develop. Well, when they discovered this inert object, and their idea was uh, integrating it with uh, people to be able to use it because what's the use of a box if there's no keyboard or mouse or touch screen? Like, how do you access it? And it was, you know, people. It interfaced with people. But who? What people? And if people realize uh, that their DNA is actually software, uh, it makes more sense. Now, names to these projects of trying to activate, uh, access, or work with this uh, inert um Computer, if you want to call it, um, it's been called a lot of things. Uh, sometimes you hear about it as looking glass or whatever. It was a computer that could analyze and execute predictive analytics. And the the thing about technology that we seem to forget about is that technology is there to make our lives easier, so that we can focus on what we are supposed to be doing. And a lot of people will be like, well, what are we supposed to be doing? What we're supposed to be doing is figuring out why we're here in the first place, right? Isn't that the ancient question, Brew, right? What's the purpose Absolutely. of life, right? So this is why we create technology. Uh, you know, if things are more automated, if you don't have to... Imagine if you don't have to fold laundry. That's a good half hour that you could use thinking, Right? I'm just saying. You could think or dance or be creative or solve a math problem or whatever. So this is why quantum computing hasn't been introduced. Because we're still infants. I mean, p- p- be honest, Brew. Let's pretend you're an alien, right? I'm just saying. From like pff, millions of light years ahead in technology, right? You're just like super enlightened, Right? And you're like arriving to Earth and you see us. What would you say? Just by looking down on the planet and looking at humans, what would you say?
0: Prehistoric and savage.
1: Right. So if you were to travel back in time to the 1700s, what would you say?
0: Same thing. Well, actually... I would think they were a civil society compared to now.
1: Well, civil, but were they really? They were uh, hanging people in squares with popcorn, right? They were burning people that they thought were witches at the stake, right? So it was still very barbaric. Women would be raped and no one would pay attention, right? Uh, Kids were, you know, being pushed, you know, into really bad labor or, you know, treated like game in some instances, right? But again, they were more prehistoric. Go back to the 1400s. The same, right? Oh my gosh, you know, this is horrible, you know, how they would but you you know, as a society as 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 a as a as a whole, evolution in society happens. And this is why I say history is very important that we keep it intact because that's how we see that we're making progress by remembering how we were, right? You don't sit there anymore and say, oh, my gosh, you stole an orange. And they lay them out and hook a piece of their intestine and then roll it out. That's painful and disgusting for someone that stole an orange, right? Or chopping people's hands. So we've evolved. Now, imagine right now at the point that we are savages, right? Because we are. Uh, We're very, um, we're at that point where we're deciding, is self-preservation more important than my tomorrow, and that's the thing. This is the point. This is the key question that almost everyone across the planet is asking themselves right now. Do I say something? Do I stand for what I believe in? Because if I say it, it might better tomorrow. Or do I just keep my mouth shut, keep my head down, and just get on with it? Right? That, that, self-preservation, in other words. That's where we're at. Right, Bru? I mean, everybody's asking that. I'm pretty sure. Right?
0: People not sticking their necks out because they don't want to be the next target. That's, that's for sure what's going on.
1: Well, if everybody stuck their neck out at once, I mean, can they shoot them all down? Think about it.
0: No, we outnumber them, that's for sure. We understand that, but you know, we can't They've done a, a really good job of keeping us divided, keeping us separated. And that's, you know, all of recent, you know, shelter in place, you know, the, the house arrest, keeping you stay in your homes, don't go out in the sunlight, blah, blah, blah. You know, so they've done a real good job of keeping us separated. You know, it, this is
1: Yes, cool. they have. You're, you're right, they have. But see, this is why we don't have quantum computing in the hands of our society right now. Well, in the hands of people or trying to develop it in that sense. Because right now we have Google, you know, ABC, uh, all of them, right? Getting together, all these globalists trying to fight us. Because the more, uh, you know, the more of us that wake up and realize, I'm going to stand for something, or else I fall for anything, because I want a better tomorrow, rather than, sit and keep my head down because I want to make sure I have a meal to eat tomorrow because, man, I had to make that choice, you know. Uh, You know, this changes everything. And so they're running for it because when we figure out just how important we are and how much we are needed, you know, QAnon is getting that done. Okay? It's getting it done. You are in control. We are in control where we go one, we go all, giving the message that all of us together
0: move forward. Separate, we fall. Well, well that's, that's the negativity of QAnon. And this is what a lot of the naysayers say. They, they believe that the QAnon movement, the whole thing with QAnon, has put people to sleep, that they're just resting on their laurels, that there is a plan, trust the plan, and it's all being taken care of. So a lot of people put a lot of people at ease and they don't have to do anything. Yeah,
1: but the trust, the plan was not meant for the people. It was not meant for the people. So, for example, if you and I have a plan to rob a bank, right? And you're like, I don't know, man, I'm Tory, I don't know, I'm seeing like all these like cops flying by and are there too frequent drive-bys by cops around here? I'm kind of thinking, what am I going to turn around and tell you? Just stick to the plan. Trust the plan, Right because the plan has been worked out the plan has been put together over and if they stick to the plan right because you shoot to the moon uh, you know you say i want to get to the sun but you only get to the moon that's better than not getting off the earth at all right so that message was not meant for the people people are grabbing onto things and i think if i remember correctly that that was actually stated that not all communications are intended for the public and that's important for people to understand that. That there's a lot of things that I even tweet out that aren't intended for just anybody. They're targeted for somebody. Uh, I think a lot of us do that to hide in plain sight. So, you know, this this is, you know, a lot of people are grabbing out of context. They don't step back and see the whole thing. See the whole thing as it moves. You think it's only... You know how many versions of the QAnon movement are going on right now across the planet in different shapes and forms? Tons.
0: Tons. Seriously. It's not just here in America and the Western uh, civilization. It's actually taking different forms in different countries.
1: Exactly. Because people are getting in tune with the ley lines and tapping in. Where we go one, we go all. Have you ever... You know, felt the pain of someone that you don't even know.
0: It resonates. know I'm sure, absolutely
1: yeah. empathy. It, it resonates. It resonates with all of us when your neighbor hurts. It really does resonate. When someone across the world right now in India, a child. I'm telling you this because it happens all the time. And I think about it sometimes. It's usually in the shower. I have the most disturbing shower moments, right? Where you're just like, I'm going to clear my mind. Uh, you know, it's usually in the shower where I'm remembering how there's children right now in India where their parents, you know, that didn't want them, drop them off somewhere, someone picked them up, or it's even their own parents where they break their bones and disfigure them and raise them where they're all bent out of shape. They tie them, they bind them. So that way they can go begging for money selling tissues on the street. That's like a real thing. There are so many children right now that are wishing they had a drop of water. I'm just saying, all of us can feel that. All of us can feel that. And you know, it's at our most vulnerable and open times. This is why we have most of these commercials where they put the kids with the distended stomachs on TV and, you know, the hurting animals donate to this and there you go, $100 later, you're like, I fed a kid in, in Africa when in in essence, the kid's not being fed in Africa, some fat cat that's being paid 300000 a year to run the charity is getting paid, right? So people can feel it because we're connected. Uh, you know, you and me being separated right now by miles of space, uh, or see even standing next to each other Is because my reality says My fingers end here My butt ends here Which by the way I wish I could master that I would totally shave off 40 pounds Like in a heartbeat uh, But I can't Because my reality is impacted by your reality You see If you say Hey Tori You can't wake up tomorrow And have like a You know A slimmer You know Figure Then it's not going to be real for me If we all woke up tomorrow and we all believed that the sky was purple, guess what sky color you'd be looking at? Purple. Because the majority of us are believing it. So, you know, this is what we're seeing put against us with the mainstream media is a PSYOP. The Q movement is not a PSYOP on the people. It's a PSYOP on the PSYOPers. You see what I'm saying? This is where you know Nancy Pelosi and all of them are scouting out. Why is the FBI hunting for QAnon? Think about it. Why are they constantly trying to figure out who Q is? Think about it. They need to find out who the operators are. Why are they looking? Hmm. You know, I tell everyone I'm a time thought. traveler. No one listens.
0: <laughs> for thought, being the time traveler that you are, we're down to about a minute here. What is the most important? What well, what is the important story of the day coming up? Time travel territory for tomorrow, which we have be on the lookout. Well, everyone's going to be
1: buzzing about Roger Stone and commutation of sentence. I mean, we saw a lot of people get banned. Stephen Monnier, uh, you know, Roger Stone was banned from social media. Uh, we're going to see that come up because they don't want him gloating when it happens. So that's going to be coming. The one thing I want everyone to remember is that you create your own reality, but it is affected by those around you. So if those around you see the same reality you do, if you red pill enough people, if you see, you know, if you see that President Trump is president, Everybody else is going to see it because remember, on the eve of him being elected, we had a worldwide prayer.
0: Very good, Tori. Appreciate you being with us. You are a great Anytime. first guest for this show. And everybody check out Tori at Red State Talk Radio, dot All our archives are there. Check it out. You won't be disappointed. Thank you very much, Tori.
1: Thank you for having me. All right, guys. So I was a guest. Um, you know, I'm always uh, up for being a guest somewhere. It's great because that introduces other voices, uh, you know, yeah, I need, I need a filter on my shower. It introduces uh, other voices to you guys and it introduces those voices to you guys too, right? Uh, Because like I said, we create our own reality. And the more I share, you know, my hopes, my aspirations, what I want to manifest in reality, you can too. So if all of us, believe that this is happening, guess what? It's going to happen. Because imagine, if all of us right now believed that the sky was purple, the next day, we'd all be seeing purple if we really believed it. Anyway, thanks everyone for uh, tuning in uh, to Freedom Slips at Revolution Radio. Uh, I'll see you guys tomorrow, same time, same place, uh, 12 to 2 on Red State Talk Radio. God bless everyone.